We acknowledge the traditional owners of the land on which this podcast is recorded and pay our respects to Elders past, present and Aboriginal Elders emerging. Welcome to the Vale Podcast. Local people, local news, local stories. We've got a very special edition and a very special guest today. Welcome to Councillor Bill Moore. Hello. How are you? Glad to be here. Our brand new mayor. Yes. Very good. Still got my training wheels on. (laughs) (laughs) Don't you have your training wheels on like forever anyway? (laughs) I think you do. (laughs) And Donnie's back in your shirt. Yes, in my new Flash uh, Vale podcast. Yeah. Remind me to take a photo of you in that because Emily does want to see it. Yeah, no, thanks to Emily. Very, very very good. So just touch on, um, before we get to Bill, our special guest, uh, our boxing session on uh, Tuesday morning. Yeah. Yeah. Very good, very good. Yeah, it was very good, wasn't it? I I quite enjoyed it because I could actually take part. Yeah, no, it was good. Um, uh, I will come again. It's um, It's Tuesday? As long as I'm not working, yeah, I'll be here Tuesday. <laughs> trying, to get, trying to get a few of the boys along too. Yeah. So, um, well, pre-season training starts Monday night. Yeah, I think Nice recovery session on Tuesday. I, I think they're um, uh, a few guys far a long way behind at the moment. So, um, yeah, but no, I enjoyed it. Got yeah. it out of the way, 6 o'clock Tuesday morning. Very Isn't it good? good? So, yeah. Fantastic. Great. That's excellent <laughs> feedback. Got to learn to shut my mouth on podcasts. And That's I'll be exactly right. right. Stop right. writing checks with your it's mouth right. that your body won't catch. <laughs> exactly right. <laughs> now, we are here to talk to Bill about council issues and water because as far as I'm concerned, you know as much about water as anybody else that I've spoken to, politicians and scientists included. Actually, you know who I did speak to during the week who is very knowledgeable and people should start to take notice is Rod McKenzie. Yes, yeah. who, the fish shows are very, very on top of the water job. Very on top of the yeah. water job. Have to be. Yeah. Um, and he was very knowledgeable and I had a little chat to him without the uh, microphones running and he had some very interesting things to say so we might actually get him back yeah, next yeah, week. It will be good. It yeah. will be good. Um, I, I speak to fishers in Swan Hill and um, um, recently they tell me um, they've been catching cod that have uh, come from the Darling, mm. the few that have, esca- have escaped from yep. up there mm. and how they how they move uh, up and down the, uh, the valleys. Um, so it was a very interesting conversation. Mm, I bet it was a very interesting conversation. Yep. And usually uh, the, uh, the fishies that you speak to are very frank. Mm. Very. They're not very backward frank. in coming yeah. forward and telling you what they think and no. how the river operates. Yeah. They call a spade a spade. Exactly. Which is, you know what? Yeah, that's exactly what you yeah. want. That's yeah. what we need. That's yeah. exactly it. Yeah. 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 Take the politics out of it and get back to basics. Exactly. Yep. So this is your first mayoral trip to Robinvale. Yes, certainly is. Well, yes. welcome. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> um, did, you have a, did you manage to have a look at the construction on Bromley Road? I did. I did. And I think it's fantastic. It's really um, opened up Robinvale. Mm. It's, it's when it's finished, it'll be it'll look modernised. It'll be look like we're open for business. It and will, that's, yeah. and that's what we want in Robinvale. Yep, exactly. Which brings me to seventy-one to seventy-seven Bromley Road mm-hmm. and the construction that's going. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> everyone that I've spoken to, and I know we had submissions in objection, but everyone that I speak to that comes in here on the podcast, um, Donnie included, are very positive about the development that's going to take place there. Yes, well, that was the underlying feeling that we had. Um, Whilst we did have uh, a lot of um, um, signatories to the submissions um, that was presented to council, um, the feel and the vibe around in the community was that Robin Vale needs this. Mm. Yeah. And um, whilst there's some people that are unhappy, um, in the long run, and, the, and for the betterment of Robinvale in its development, and that, and that it's, it is open for business, and um, and the work, workforce that we have here, 
um, in the long term, it's going to be fantastic for Robin Vale. Mm, yeah. It will. Uh, the population, as we've seen through the popula- population study that yep. Council uh, um, initiated. Yeah. Yes. Um, we are going to keep growing. And if the agriculture industry keeps growing at the rate that it is, you know, whether that's going to at the rate that it is with the labour laws and the water and all the other issues that come, we're going to need Robinvale to be well open for business. Absolutely. Uh, Jade, like our population um, determination, as as, it, as we found, you know, it's somewhere around seven to 8,000 people, possibly more, mm. um, um, workers that are um, basically hidden. Um, once we get them out in the open, mm. Vale will need to grow. Yeah. It'll need to double in size. Mm. And, a, and a town double in size is going to need a lot of services and, uh, you know, just part of that, um, the, the overall strategy of bringing it all out into the light mm. and then getting Robinvale ahead of the curve rather than behind the curve, which is part of what we're doing. Mm. And that includes developments um, that are about to occur, mm-hmm. um, the housing strategy, um, you know, this um, – chicken and egg type thing. Yeah. So we're just trying to get ahead of everything mm-hmm. um, so that when we actually turn these um, hidden, uh, the undocumented workers uh, into um, a legal workforce mm. that can, can reside in the town, um, it's got to be great for Robin. Mm, absolutely. Which brings us to the Ronald Street um, subdivision, yes. which has not had any formal submissions of objection. Well, that's just fantastic. Isn't it? <laughs> Surprising. When's that closed? Uh, it's closed. <laughs> oh, beautiful. It closed. Um, yep. David Lenton, who's our uh, Director of Corporate Services, informed me on Tuesday that there yep. was no submissions in objection, so it's full steam ahead. So full we steam could, ahead. We could yes. have um, houses there as soon as in 12 months' time. Beautiful. Yes. And, mm. and uh, from what I've led to believe, there's inquiries already, already being made mm. so, yep. um, of the finished article. So mm. yeah. it's um, – it's very positive for Robinvale. Well, we, we need the housing. There's mm. no, the no housing. two ways about that. Mm. You know, we haven't got enough housing to house the people here at the moment. And if, like you said, Bill, we uh, get these legal workers in, yeah. they're going to yeah. need houses. Mm. And exactly. We need to be on the front foot mm. straight away. Absolutely. Not even, not even the the uh, the labour workforce though. The professional workforce. Mm. If we yes. have hospitals, you know, policemen, yep. yeah, teachers, all of that. Police, I think um, St Mary's School did buy their own flats in Houston. Yes. So yep. to um, yep. just to house teachers. Well, they need. That's just another carrot mm. that they can have. Well, so. it's a, it's another – it's one of those housing security. If you can offer your staff – it's hard enough to get teachers and doctors to a rural yeah. centre anyway, yeah. but if you have um, houses that are readily available and you don't have to go hunting for them when you've got someone you want to offer a job to – and I know that's been an issue with the medical sector in the yeah. past or in the, the very recent past in Robinvale. You can have people lined up and they're willing to come. Trouble is we can't have – we, we've got nowhere to put them. Yeah. Well, I don't know if you knew that. No, knew this, but the football club used to have their own house yeah. for coaches. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but that that hasn't been done for a long, long time now because no coach wants to live in town. Yeah. Uh, but um, yeah, they had a house down next to the school, St yep. Mary's School, yep. and they used to get yep. a coach in and yep. the family. They have a house. One problem solved. Yep. Well yeah, done. exactly. Didn't have to chase a house, which yep. is yep. good. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, that's uh, provision of housing stock. Another part of the uh, strategy, of course, is the the Robinvale levy. Mm-hmm. That'll yep. open up a, a whole new area, as long as they don't plant grapevines on it. <laughs> yeah. Well, when's that supposed to happen? Because there's we'll been delay there, after delay. There you, you, think you get water so that, that doesn't go over there, we'll be right. Yeah. Won't, yeah. <laughs> won't get the uh, grapevines there. Um, there's been a big hold up with uh, red tape mm. again, and as you know, um, in July 2018, the state government changed the rules around environmental protection, mm-hmm. and um, so the environmental offsets. So, uh, and uh, just by way of example, um, 
Our boat ramp cost us $37,000 more than what it should have yep. um, in Swan Hill. And the Robinvale levy has now got issues that hark back to then. So mm, that's yep. what there's more red, just more red tape put in front of regional development. Yep. Um, but we're working through those issues at this point in time and hopefully we'll get a start in the near future. So that's just all environmental issues like it's clearing trees and stuff like yeah, that. Clearing, yeah, clearing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yep. pretty much. It's the same in New South Wales. I got you got a farm in New South yep. Wales, and yep. yeah, the rules changed eighteen months ago about clearing land over there, yep. and it's very, very hard. The red tape and the hoops you got to jump through. Is, mm, um, yeah. Sometimes and you just think, why? why yeah, do it? exactly. Yeah. And you wonder whether they actually do really want regional yeah. development. Hundred mm. percent. It's, it's, it's a you know, there doesn't seem to be any issues in urban peri-urban areas of yep. Melbourne to clear fell. Whatever you need to They're do, clearing mm. houses to build a to new, their to build a new suburb. Yeah. yeah, that's right. But, but up here. Um, in the case of our boat ramp, there was five red gum suckers yep. that that grew in the in the gutter that we, of the old boat ramp, a regrowth, and one one older tree on the bank yep. that was uh, came up in the '56 flood. So, and that cost us an extra thirty-seven thousand dollars. It's um, insane, isn't it? And we can plant our own trees yep. anyway. We could have planted them, you know, next to the path or somewhere. Yeah, or next to all the others, but uh, they're not the rules. Mm. Um, we don't make the rules. Yep. Um, but as a council and um, that's ratepayers' money that, yep. that it costs there, and it'll be ratepayers' money that'll, that'll cost, cost here. here. Yeah. Uh, council is working on its own internal offsets so that we don't have to spend a huge amount of money uh, to some a hand of money over to someone else, mm-hmm. some other organisation who we we don't know who they are, we don't even know where these trees are yep. um, at this point in time. Mm. Um, so we're working on a program of in, of our own internal offsets, which we're yep. allowed to do, and that'll keep our money um, yep. ratepayers' money, reduce the cost to ratepayers, and um, Keep it all. So, how many offset trees would you need? I think there's a there's a rule of um, I, I am not up to speed with it. It used yeah. to be five to one. Mm. Yeah. Um, so yeah. I don't know what that that's, is. I'd, I'd have to check that. That's out. That's what yeah. I understood yeah. too. Yeah. But the internal thing, and I think I brought this up um, when the discussions about pulling the trees down Bromley Road. Yeah. I'd brought it up in a council meeting yeah. or an assembly. Um, if we can have, if it can be visible, and we know where they where they're going, these yeah. offsets are going. So yeah. we can say to the public, yes, we we do have yeah. to pull these trees yeah. out, but. We're replanting them here, so you're yeah, going to yeah. have another beautiful yeah, regrowth forest. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, yeah. But the, they're having the same trouble with a Mallee pine that's on the other side of the road to the Robinvale Golf Course at the moment, yeah. or the yeah. golf club, yeah. which is due to be turned into a resort. Yeah. It's that one, one Mallee pine one on the other side <laughs> that's holding everything, everything up. up. Yeah. Just one tree. A little yeah. bit of Roundup would fix that. <laughs> oh, Donnie, stop. <laughs> stop. We, can't, we don't say that. Uh, I, uh, it reminds me um, – the old Mallee pine is it's a they're um, a great old pine tree and a sign of really good land actually mm. in the Mallee. Um, and one of my next door neighbours had one pine sitting up on a tree up on a hill, oh, yeah. mm. uh, a sand hill. Um, anyway, after the one of the wet years in the nineties, a whole heap of pine trees came up, new ones came up around it. So really? he fenced it. Yeah, now he's got this forest. Oh. Wow, about, about oh, be four or five acres. Yeah. Really, from this one pine tree. Yeah, because it was fenced off. Yeah. As soon as it rained, it got a wet year, up it come. Yep. That was unbelievable. That's awesome. Still, still there. Still wow, there. Where's that? That's on um, the Goshen War. I was going to say, so out, yeah. like, out near yeah. Goshen somewhere. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah right. On old Jack Chisholm's old place it was. Yeah. Brilliant. Jack Chisholm, that's Chisholm that Chisholm Reserve was named after. That's it, exactly. There you go. Jack. History. Yeah. yeah. Fought, fought right through the Second World War, one end or the other, 39 to 45. Oh. Did he really? Yeah. The whole the whole term? Yeah. Yep. Wow, yep. that's a. I don't know what effort. capacity, but they went yeah. going through. Yeah. Wow, there you go. Just another issue, but that got under my skin during the week, Bill. Yeah. Um, <laughs> another issue under Donnie's skin. <laughs> Jesus. Um, <laughs> I have to bring it up, and 
you can take your councillor hat off if you want here. You may have. Yeah, yesterday there was a code red fire warning called in the state of Victoria, which is fair enough. Okay, it was a pretty ordinary day. Um, and the state government seen fit to cancel all school buses. Um, I've got three kids and we live out in a farm, 10, 12 k's out. Mm. So my wife bought them in, yep. um, dropped them off. Then my oldest girl, she's 14, yeah, 14. She was at um, high school and yep. she rang yep. up at 10, 10.30 and said, there's no one at school, come and pick me up because yep. obviously parents didn't bring their kids yep. in. Mm. And the school gave them permission to go home if their parents would pick them up. Wow. So she had yep. to go in to pick her up at yep. 11 o'clock. And then the other two go to the Catholic school here, so at yep. 3 o'clock she went to pick them up. What got under my skin was that we've had those days before. Yep. Um, so the buses were called off. I spoke to Safina Bus Lines, Pat yep. and mm. Jamie, and it was the first time ever mm. they've had buses called off. Yep. But they still, because they had to do the bus run to Majuro, kids yep. go there, they were still allowed to do that. Well, it's a public bus. Public not, bus, yeah. okay. Yeah. But what my argument is, is they're driving through blocks that are green and wet at the moment because mm. we irrigated. Yeah. Mm. Very less chance of a fire, but they're allowed to run a public bus to Majura where it's dead yeah. on this third highway. Yeah. That's the Department now, of yeah. Education covering their bus. I'd love to see yeah. if the schools could let us know what their attendance were yesterday because yeah. I'm pretty sure they would have been low. Mm. Yep. Because why? Especially the parents that live out in you know twenty k's away, thirty mm. k's yeah. away, they're not going to drive their kids. No, in. Yeah. a lot of the uh, time they can't. They're out few, working by seven. A few o'clock. comments on yeah. Facebook. Well, I'm not bringing my kid in tomorrow. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, and yeah. it's just where 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 are we going? Like seriously, our our government is was that just a thing to uh, say that climate change is real? We have got to watch it. Or yeah, it's just it's really starting to get out of control now. What's your thoughts on that, Bill? Well, well my thoughts um, were as a, well as a council, first me council hat on. Yeah, we have to abide by the rules. Yeah. Um, without my council hat on, I thought exactly what you think. Yeah. Gee, we've had forty-two degree days before. Yeah. What's the difference? Uh, the third factor is that we're now living in a litigation-driven society. Yeah. Mm. So if somebody does have an accident then somebody's going to have to pay. Mm. And this is why everybody's protecting their backsides at every chance. And whilst it was overkill, I can see the reasoning behind it. And um, it's it's an indication of us as a society where we're heading. Mm. And that is nobody wants to take any responsibility for anything, their own actions. Natural events are turned into something else. Um, So... uh, God forbid if we get a hailstorm like they got in Queensland last week. Mm. Exactly. Yeah, which we don't want, well, <laughs> no. but because of our livelihoods. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, um, yeah, imagine what happens then? Look, do well, we call the army I, in then, or what do we do? Like, well, I think you're, you're finding this with a, with the, a huge hunk of the population now which live in cities, they're so removed from the environment, they actually don't know what it is anymore. Mm. Mm. They have never lived in the environment. I was talking to a couple of people this morning about, yeah, we've had these days before, older people. They didn't, we didn't have air conditioning. Yeah. I said, yeah, I, I remember those days. Yeah. I never had old. air conditioning mm. at school or yeah. the school bus. Yeah. No, even but in the houses. Yeah. No, we didn't have air conditioning in our houses. Yeah. It was a week back in the in the 60s or the 70s. It didn't drop below 100 in the old scale. Mm. No air conditioning. We slept out on the lawn or on yeah. the veranda. Yeah. There wasn't any. And the old people said, well, we just had to put up with it. Yeah. But we were in touch with the environment. We yep. knew when it was hot. We knew when it was cold. Yeah. We knew when a hailstorm came, yeah, well, that's a hailstorm. Mm. But people in the cities now, they live in an air-conditioned home, they travel to school, travel to work in an air-conditioned car, they work in an air-conditioned office, mm. they experience the real environment for a few f- short minutes mm. when they transition from one to the other. Yep. So they actually don't know. Mm. And if it's not at 22 degrees or whatever the air-conditioner's at, 
then they think, oh, it's hot. It's yeah, cold. It's hot. Yeah. Well, it's cold. Yeah. And it is because yeah. they've been conditioned to mm. one temperature. Well, yeah. Mm. You're spot on because you watched the National 9 News at 6 o'clock last night. The first five stories were about how Melbourne's hottest day in yeah. November and mm. it reached 40 degrees mm. and how bad it was and no interview on yeah. people. It's like I think Majura's story where the dust storm come through got halfway through the news bulletin. It's yeah. like seriously, like it was hot. Okay, it was hot. But yeah. the first five stories, there's got to be better news than that mm. surely. Yeah, it's Absolutely. hot but it's also the end of November. Like, it's about time it started to get warm. Yeah, it is almost But the problem, Bill, is that these city people make up majority of our votes. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And that's what's killing us at the most. Exactly. And Uh, uh, how you get through, um, that's the the problem. That's our issue. Mm. Um, How we – and that's part of local government is just to keep sending the messages. Trying to educate them. Yeah. Yeah. It's a a, – we're on a hiding to nothing, I know. Yeah. It's very difficult. Mm. I had a conversation with someone the other day and I said the only way you'd really be able to get through to people living in the city is to take the food off the shelves. Mm. You can't do that because you'll go broke. Obviously you can't do that. But that would be a direct way to show our city-dwelling friends Mm. that what's happening to us will directly affect you if things don't change. And one way or another, Jade, they're taking the food off the shelves themselves. Correct. By by shutting down... Farmers at every turn. Exactly. Yep. Um, by shutting down water supply mm-hmm. to farmers. Um, they're actually doing it themselves. Mm. They don't know that yet. No. Because in, in a country like Australia, which is really blessed with food, mm. we are so lucky in this country. So lucky. Um, and people just take it for granted. Mm-hmm. They've never been hungry. Mm. They've never been out of water. Mm. And one day that we have this environmentalism and that's happening – and trying to shut down farmers, they're actually shutting off their own food supply. They haven't connected A to B. There's such a disconnect between the fridge and where it comes from. Mm. And at some point in time, uh, the only way it changes is people actually get hungry or thirsty. Yes. There has to be a pain somewhere and that's the only way it happens. And Mm. unfortunately, we've got to keep fighting for our position. Mm. Um, But eventually... Um, when they do shut it all down, they'll realise, oh dear, mm. we're either being held to ransom by another country who we're importing food from, yep. or we we just we haven't got it ourselves. Yep. Mm. So this is a long way down the track, but it's that's the outcome. If you keep looking forward to this situation, this is where you end up. Yep. Mm. Yeah, we're just going to keep fighting. We can't yep. give up. It's as no, simple no, as that. We just keep fighting for yeah. what's right. Yeah, yep. and we just, just can't give up. For a, you know, for a fair and equitable share. Yeah. Mm. Of, uh, of resources. Wouldn't that be nice? Once oh. Pauline Hanson gets in, we'll be right. So. Oh, stop. I'm not even going to humour that with a reply. <laughs> Councillor Moore, <laughs> thank you very much for your Thanks, time. Thanks, Bill. Thank you, John. Appreciate thank it. You. <laughs> We're now lucky to be joined by Trav Bustle again. How are you? I'm good, Jade. Thanks for having me again. Uh, you're most welcome. Becoming um, regular. It is becoming regular. That's, mm. not, that's all right. I no, think people good enjoy hearing from you and you're getting better. So that's good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, one word answers. Maybe I spoke too soon. I think. And uh, look to Felice, how are you? Good. That's good. You've been – you're going to – we're going to talk – what the hell? Someone's obviously beeping the horn mm. outside. You're going to come back with your dad later and talk about your basketball. Yeah. Yeah, but right now we'll talk about Clontarf. You're part of the Clontarf Academy. Yeah. How do you enjoy it? Uh, fun. What do you think about this bloke? Pretty doopy something. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's the best answer I could have hoped for. And just to just to clarify for anyone who's not familiar with the term doopy, it's just stupid. Oh, geez, I was cooking lunch for you blokes this afternoon. I'm not sure now. What are you cooking? 
Fried rice. Oh, are you? Yeah. Are you good at cooking fried rice? Not at all. Do you enjoy eating his food? Or yeah. You'd rather go home though, wouldn't you, for lunch? No. no? Oh. I'm doopy, but I'm a good cook. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yeah, I know where I stand. So, Lutu, you won an award the other night. Yeah. At the Clontarf Awards. What did you win? Uh, healthy Eating Award. Ah. Healthy Lifestyle. Healthy, yeah. lifestyle, healthy lifestyle, lifestyle Award. So, you play a lot. Of, how many nights a week are you playing basketball? Two. Only two. Yeah. Hey, but you play during the winter too, don't you? Yeah. And you're on the Mildura Heat Squad as well, aren't you? Yeah. MVP at your very first tournament. Yeah. Yeah. So you're a pretty handy basketballer. Yeah, I guess so. So what do you what do you not is there anything you won't eat to fuel your athletic body? Um I eat everything. Do you? Yeah. Well, as you can see, it's a growing boy. He is a growing Big boy. Lad. Yes. What you what you're in in year six? Yeah. Are you only in grade six? Yeah. Are you really? Yeah. He's, he's pushing it with Holy, isn't he? I thought yeah. you were year nine. Yeah, you know, I, I honestly had no idea, but I thought you, were, you would have had to have been year eight or year nine. Wow, you are going to be a tall kid if you keep <laughs> growing at that rate. Excellent. Keep up with your basketball. What do you do mostly for training? Um, my dad takes me to the courts and then mm. we'll, for like an hour, we'll just keep dribbling the ball yep. from cone to cone and then – for another hour, we'll just shoot, and then another hour, we'll just play around. For three hours? Yeah. At the court with your dad? Wow, yeah. that's awesome. Well, what position do you play? Center. Do you? Yeah. Good boy. You know the best thing The best thing I ever heard to improve your vertical jump? Skipping. Andrew Bogut, straight from his mouth, said skipping's the best thing he ever did as a center to improve his vertical leap to get more rebounds. Guess what we're doing for morning training next week? Skipping. skipping. I enjoy skipping. So, Trav, yes. the Clontarf Awards were a great night the other, da- the other night. Yep. Peter and Noah did a great job of hosting the event. Yeah, so Peter Marks, uh, one of our graduating Year 12s, and then uh, Noah Handy, uh, mm. one of our Year 11 boys, they emceed the, the evening, as you said. Um, they smashed it. Yeah. We, we were confident that they were able to do it, but they exceeded all expectations. Um Noah, I couldn't believe it here. I've seen Peter do a lot of public speaking and yep. he's fantastic at it. Mm. Noah has um, – he's got a fantastic voice. He's got a great voice. That yeah. was the thing I noticed. So it was um, – yeah, we were extremely proud of them mm. that they got up there and they, they ran the whole evening. They're up there for an hour. Um, yeah, and smashed it out of the park. Yeah. It's great. And Noah has that really – for public speaking and for things like this, you really got to be able to project mm. well and speak with your head up and all that – no problem. He no, did it so well. Couldn't believe it. And, and speaking to both of them prior, um, they were quite nervous. But Leon and I kept saying to him, well, if you're nervous, it's a good thing. Yeah. At least you care. Yep. Um, and, and the first five minutes, they were probably a little bit little bit sketchy. Mm. Um, but you could see that they relaxed a little bit. And once they once they did, they were just, yeah. Yeah. They, oh, they were great. Incredible. Yeah. Great. So who won all the awards? So I can go through them for you. So our attendance award was won by uh, Ruben Ricker. Yep. So he got, I think it was 96%. He's got great hair too, year. by the way. Fantastic curls, great doesn't he? Great hair, yes. Yeah, curls get the curls. <laughs> yeah. um, education, Jonathan Manu, he's a kid who just excels in, in all areas of his ex, uh, education, which is fantastic. Healthy lifestyle, obviously our boy Lutz here. Yeah. Um, doing all the right things, um, diet exercise, all of that, which is fantastic. Leadership went to one of our year 11 boys, which is um, Eric Baxter-Smith. And we basically put him up there as our leadership award um, because he's just taken his education upon himself this year, um, doing his VCAL studies, 
all guns blazing just as soon as uh, the year started and he hasn't stopped um, and he's yeah just setting that bar for the rest of our boys. Community was Tyrell Brown. Um, his engagement in our Clontarf program is second to none. Anything that has to do with the community, he's willing to put his hand up and be involved. So we couldn't go past him. Uh, encouragement, Tyson Nelson, year 10 boy, um, didn't have a great start to the year, hence the name of the award, Encouragement mm. Award. At the moment, um, he's sitting on 96%. That's great. For attendance. Um, midway through the year, he was at 44 so he's doubled his attendance, wow. um, and it shows. What 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 happened there? What what was the turning point? We obviously offered you know a lot of support to to Tyson, um, but the beautiful thing was it was it was up to him whether or not he wanted to engage with uh, what we were doing, and he took it upon himself. He changed his mindset, he changed his diet, he changed his um, sleeping patterns, and that's obviously all had a positive effect mm. um, because we know that you know you have to be healthy to to function correctly, mm. uh, especially sleep. Uh, and he's just done a complete 180 and he's mm. just, yeah, kicking goals. Lutu would know that, being the, the Healthy Living Award winner. What time do you go to bed? Um, 12. 12. 12 midnight? Yeah. Do you really? Yeah. Oh, maybe not. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you probably train him. Well, you, you do like 50 yeah. hours of training every day. Oh, wow. It's 24 hours in a day. I don't know how you yeah. manage to do that. I guess so. Uh, and lastly, the Clontarf Spirit Award, that was Noah Handy. Yep. So MC for the night. Um, Noah has just excelled in all areas this year. He is a, um, a role model for all the boys in the academy, whether they're um, younger than him or older than him. He just shows all the values that we we hold in such high regard um, as the foundation and just an all-around great kid. Mm. Fantastic. He is a good kid. I love him. And his, his yeah. nickname's Scummy. What? How, how good is that? Why is his nickname Scummy? Well, I think it's just been passed down. Really? Yeah, but it's just a great nickname. It's going. It's <laughs> hilarious. All the Clontarf kids are good kids. And I say this oh, exactly. every time I have anything to do yep. with the Clontarf boys. Um, there's not many places you go where each one of them will come up to you and shake your hand and say thank you, um, thanks for coming, exactly. or hello. Um, it's really quite refreshing. And, well, you know, we were fortunate enough to, to have you there as, as Councillor Benham uh, on the evening to present an award. And, you know, you would have seen all the boys in the crowd and unfortunately not all of them can can take an award home. Mm. But the beautiful thing about it is all of them could have. Yeah. And it was very, very hard for Leo and I to sit down um, a few weeks ago and say, all right, who's getting what? Mm. Because we just had kid after kid who was showing us that, yes, I deserve this. So it was very, very hard, mm. which is which was a good thing. It is a good thing, mm. but just, it does make it hard for you blokes, doesn't it? But the beautiful thing is there's always next year. Mm. So yeah. Put your hand up and have How a How many kids are there in Clontarf in Robinvale at the moment? So we've averaged about 35 yep. throughout the year. Um, that sort of fluctuates at different different stages um, depending on, you know, possibly family movements, things like that. Yep. Uh, but about 35. Okay. And then next year will we'll be a similar number. Yeah. Okay. Because you've only got two graduating really. Yep. Two moving out and a couple coming back in. So Great. Fantastic. Look, so we're going to talk to you more about basketball with your dad later and the All-Star Game. Do you reckon you're going to get a gig in the All-Star Game? My dad said no. <gasps> Ooh. Did he? Because it's only senior men and senior women, isn't it? Yeah. I don't think there's a junior one. You could play seniors, surely, couldn't you? Yeah. We'll have a chat to him later. We'll try and talk him around. Do you, re- do you reckon I'm going to get a gig in the All-Star game? Um, You've seen me play. I'm pretty good. You want me to be honest? Yeah, yes, be I do. Be 100% honest with me. This is going out to the community. Everyone's yeah. going to hear this, so be 100% honest and tell them how good I am. Then no. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Can cook. But he can't play basketball and he's doopy. Thank you. Salute. That's fantastic, mate. That is. Uh, I appreciate your honesty. Can't play basketball. Can he play footy, though? Yeah. Oh. Oh, well, that oh, okay. was quick. He didn't even have to think that. about that. Oh, I love you. Well done. Mm. 
Oh, that's, what a plug. That's really sweet, you guys. Guys, thanks for coming in today. Really appreciate it. We'll talk to you about basketball later. Trav, we'll probably talk to you again in the next couple of weeks. I'd say so. When do you go on holidays, by the way? I think we've got about four weeks left. Is that it? Yeah. Yeah, Five I know. It's pretty weeks. scary. It's very scary. Yep. What are you getting your wife for Christmas? She's got it all right here. You're looking at it. You're joking, me. you? I'm the present. You are joking. <laughs> the present that, that never- She's in deficit. The- <laughs> <laughs> I'm going away for a while. I'm going on a holiday by myself. That's Great. the present to her. That's the present. Yeah, gotcha. <laughs> Thanks, lads. We'll talk to you again soon. Catch up. We're very lucky to be joined today by Will, who is from Swan Hill Rural City Council Youth Inc., I'm talking to you, not as a councillor, Will, but as a member of the Robinvale community. How are you? Good, thank you, Jade. That's great. Now, you come to Robinvale every week. Yeah, or fortnightly um, lately. I've been coming down on Wednesdays mm-hmm. um, and I'm situated just in the school in one of the offices. So um, try and get here pretty early in the morning um, and then here all day th- through the school. Um, so if then any of the students need to have a chat or come up with any ideas or any of the teachers, then, mm. um, yeah, it's easy to talk to me. So Youth Inc., when we talk about youth, we're talking up to 25 years old, right? Yeah, so 12 to 25. Yeah. So how do you reach those 25-year-olds if you're at the school? 25-year-olds are going to walk into the school. It has it is been hard. Um, so I am a- able to be mobile and go around um, Robin Vale if I need to. Yep. Um, I, we w- will – we're trying to target more services as well to try and tap into that 19 to 25. Mm. Um, but we also understand that there are people coming to Rowan Vale that don't actually live in Rowan Vale mm. and they're still travelling. So it is a really hard, difficult, but it is a difficult age to target in any sort of um, community as well. Yeah. It's yeah. that – I used to call it – I remember – it was a long time ago, but I remember being that age. Yeah. And by the time you get to 24, 25, you're like, oh, it's quarter-life crisis time because you've left school – so you haven't got that close network yep. around you. It's a really hard time and people don't often talk about it. And I don't think really you also feel like a young person at 22, no. uh, 22 to 25 as well. Um, well, at 22, you, you know everything. Yeah, I know. You? You're meant to, aren't you? <laughs> um, so, yeah, it is a little bit hard. Um, and I think it makes it a lot more difficult in Rowan Vale because in Swan Hill you've got TAFE. Um, so you've got that 19 to 25. If you want to go to TAFE, you can do that. Mm. I know there's TAFE here, but there's also just not um, as many students. So it is Still a hard um, age group to target. And the TAFE is limited here in what they deliver, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, And you just don't have quite a range of young people to tap into as well. Yeah. And they're, yeah. they all seem to be spread out, you know, typically in Robinvale. Yeah. You know, as soon as they're finished school, whether that's year 11, year 12, year 10, whatever it might be, yeah. straight into the workforce or straight into employment elsewhere or into further education. Yeah. And I've also had a chat to some young people and they've said that their brothers and sisters, once they actually get to year 12, even they might go to Muldura mm. to study, to continue to study as well. Um, well there's a lot of kids that get on the bus every morning from year 10 yeah, upwards, exactly. isn't there? Yeah. Yeah. Mm. So yeah, it is a, it's, it's difficult, mm. um, but yeah, we're trying to work on how to tap into those different mm. age groups. And I suppose your role is – are you an engagement officer? What's your title? Uh, you support officer. Right. Um, what so, does that mean? So more my responsibilities and things are um, in Swan Hill in particular, I administer the youth council. So we've got our Novo Youth Council group, mm-hmm. um, which is about 22 young people from all across sort of the region around Swan Hill anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're on Tuesday afternoon. So – they, um, if they come up with any initiatives, I'm there to sort of support them to create the initiatives or programs or events and things like that. 
Um, in Robin Vale in particular, I administer the SRC meetings, the Student Representative Council meetings. Mm-hmm. Um, so we try and get a few events and things happening in the school um, and awareness days and things like that. So we ran the RUAK Day breakfast. Um, they had the brass band playing um, all lunch and we had a barbecue and things like that. Um, and also we had the senior formal as well, which was um, a pretty huge success as well, which mm, is yeah. good. From all reports, ago. yeah. I've heard yeah. a few reports from people that attended the night and they mm. said it was great. Yeah, it was great. Yeah. Um, we actually had a young uh, kid from Muldura who came down to DJ, which was actually really cool. He did really well. Um, and, yeah, most of the young people that I had a chat to, yeah, all really enjoyed it. So it was, mm. it was good. That's awesome. Yeah. So when you say events and and things like that mm-hmm. and programs, are you taking a direct lead from what the – I don't want to say community, I don't want to say youth because I ha- – forgive me, but I, I, that, I hate that word. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I hate yeah. – I just reckon calling people youths gives them a – I feel – yeah, and I think young people as well feel that um, they're not taken as serious as well. So yeah. when you do give them that label – um, obviously, it's, it's not a, a label that's discriminatory or anything, but no. it can be taken the wrong way and sometimes it's, yeah. And I think the media's done that. Yeah, from, absolutely. Like you hear, you probably don't, but if I get onto Neil Mitchell or whatever and yeah. he's talking about youths running around yeah. on the streets of Melbourne, yeah. you immediately get that, that in you immediately feel intimidated. Do you yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. It's, yeah. It's, a, it's an awful thing. It's an awful place to be at, yeah. but... So I like to say young people, yeah. and when you listen to things like Triple J and Hack, which I'm sure you're probably more in line with yeah, than I absolutely. try to be um, from time to time. Yeah, it's good. <laughs> depending on what hat I'm wearing. Um, but that, I think, communicates much better than perhaps in any of the other, the media or, uh, yeah. or coverage that we get And I think now. because, like, with the Triple J and the Hack um, radio stations, they – it's about advocating for young people as mm. well. It's um, never usually um, having the young people as um, they're doing anything wrong. There's no real mm. negative stuff behind it. And if there is, it's they're trying to work how to get out of that negative space. So, yeah, um, yeah I think it is. But I also think there has been a lot of movement um, with youth advocating as well. So mm. that's been really good and young people are actually getting heard. So yeah. that's good. And that's what the Empower program is all about, isn't it? Yeah. So all, so the Empower program um, is works with yeah young people 12 to 25 that yep. are disengaged or at risk of disengaging from um, family. It can be work, um, school or anything like that. Um, and then what happens is the young person works with the, the Empower worker um, to set goals for themselves. Um and the one thing that the Empower Program does really well is that they let the young people choose what they want to do, who they want to work with and that sort of stuff rather than being dictated of what service to go to and that sort of stuff. Yeah. So, yeah, it's putting the young people first. Which is great. And we have this conversation a couple of weeks ago with Trav, um, who was on earlier, but yeah. um, about finding a niche when you're young being dictated to, mm-hmm. I know when I was that age, someone told me to do something, I'd go and do the complete opposite. Yeah, yeah. Because you just don't, you don't want to be dictated to. You'd like to mm. find your own way. And I think that's important yeah, when, you, when you're that age. And not only just up to 25, um, I know that that's where sort of you think and, and um, empower and these programs go to. Yeah. But I think it's important right through your 20s, <laughs> even maybe up to 39-ish, yeah. um, to find your own way yeah. rather than be pulled in one direction that you just might not be at all interested in. And, 
I think the Empower um, program that does that really well and it's sort of set up so that you're teaching young people skills so when they do get past that 25, they're able to do it on their own. So mm. it's, um, yeah, giving them those life skills that aren't really taught anywhere else, um, I don't think. Why aren't they taught anywhere else? I'm not sure that, yeah. I wish they were because you're right. Once yep. you get to um, – I had a massive freak out at, when I turned 25. Yeah. Um, Okay, like I said, it wasn't that long ago. <laughs> I remember it like it was yesterday. Yeah. But I remember having that um, a really big – I had real issue mm-hmm. with turning 25. Um, the only saving grace was that my car insurance got cheaper. That's um, nice. Yeah, yeah which yeah. is the positive. But I hadn't really been taught. I suppose my parents did from early age. I was in early employment from being yeah. a teenager but still didn't realise um, – you know, paying bills and things. I think mum was still really doing yeah, a lot of that yeah. um, through my early 20s and by that stage I'd moved down to Melbourne. So I was really having to find my own way and yeah. find out what my own tax file number was and keep yeah. track of all these other things that life throws at you and and try and figure out interest rates if I was go- I was in no position to buy a house in yeah, my 20s. All, but yeah. you know what I mean? All like, things that don't seem to be taught um, through schools and things like that. Yeah. Um, yeah, it is really difficult. Um so we've also at you think we've got our life skills program as well. Ah. Um, so that's a six week program that we run through each term of the school. Um, that's cool. Yeah. So we have um, four four subjects that are happen all the time. Yep. Um, which is budgeting, um, budget shopping as well. Uh, then, budget shopping. Yeah. So as we do a ten dollar the- shop like challenge. So they have to cook their own meal with ten dollars. That's um, awesome. Yeah, so it's really good. Um, and then we <laughs> I also- I think I could do that now. You gave me $10 and it said go hard. cook a meal. I'd go and get five packets of two-minute noodles. We had um, one group, so $60 they could have used, and I think they only end up using about 40 bucks. And Really? Yeah, um, one young person made an un- a huge palmer, which was unreal. So Really? Yeah, it was really good. It was really good to see. Um, but, yeah, we also get them to choose any other sort of electives that they want covered. Um, so past groups have done just car maintenance, things like that, home maintenance and whatever they sort of feel like. Important things. Yeah. 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 Um, so that's been really good. Yeah. yeah good Learning program. how to change a tyre and – Yeah. Because that's important. When you're out on these roads around this area between here and Swan Hill – Yeah, not much help. <laughs> you get a flat tyre. Not much mobile service yeah, on some of those absolutely. roads too. Um, and so we – it usually starts just with um, – half hour to an hour of that information session. Yep. Um, and then it's another hour of doing uh, healthy cooking. So we work in partnership with Swan Hill District Health as well. Yeah. Um, and the health promotion officer comes up with the recipes and things like that. So it's been, yeah, awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. So to take programs, events and things like this further in mm-hmm. Robinvale in particular, yep. you're running a survey and you need help from young people. Yeah, young people in particular. So um, we're running our – we're starting our youth strategy, um, which is a five-year plan for council's youth support program. Mm-hmm. Um, and what we need is young people's voices – to be heard, and there's an opportunity here um, at the moment. So um, we're looking at issues that are a concern to young people, things that they want to see happen in their communities um, and things that we can improve on as well as a program. So if anyone's ever had an idea about what young people want and need or an idea for an event or... Yeah, so any event, um, there's a space at the end of the survey that has any additional comments, um, anything like that. 
you, there's always the opportunity as well to just email you think um, and it can be whatever day of the week and we'll try and get back to you. Mm. Um, so that's just you think at swanhill.vic.gov.au. Yep. Um, and also if you go onto the you think Swanhill website, um, there'll be the link for the survey. So the only requirements is 12 to 25 yep. um, and working um, or studying in Robinvale or Swan Hill or the local government area of Swan Hill. Right. Yeah. So anywhere within the municipality. Yes, yeah. in the municipality. But we want people up this end. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And in particular, we want to hear more from Robinvale. Um, we just need, yeah, a bit more uh, young people's voice to yeah. be heard. I guess if we don't get that that voice or we, if you guys at you think don't get yeah. the direction, yeah. you're going to figure that everything's okay and nothing's needed yeah. and therefore nothing will happen. Yeah, and we're obviously we'll try to continue to even once these surveys are finished, we're always going to be listening to young people. Um, but there's just a really great opportunity for just any sort of concerns and issues to be heard. So um, young people are also going the chance to win 100 bucks. so there's – one, uh, 10 vouchers up for grabs. Um, so all I have to do is fill out the survey and if they've got Facebook, they can share the link Great. and I'll go on the running. So yeah. there's $1,000 vouchers we want? Yeah. 10 of them? Yeah, 10 of them. Cheapers? Yeah. Who's paying for that? We are. You think? We yeah. are, yeah. You support programs. <laughs> so, yeah, um, it'll be really good. Uh, and if if we don't get um, as many surveys as we want from Realm Vale, obviously we'll still use young people's voices from Swan Hill and surrounding areas as well. Mm. Um but then it's not really as specialised as we'd like it to be. No, and I think there is um, – I grew up in Swan Hill now, live in Robinvale, yeah. um, and there, it is, I think, very different yeah. what young people um, want and need in Robinvale yeah. I think is very different to what they need and want in Swan Hill. Do you yeah. find that just from talking to young people day to day? Yeah, definitely. Um, and there's so there's obviously that clear difference between um, even regional and rural areas, mm. um, but then – if you do come from Swan Hill and come to Robinvale, you see the, there's still a large difference um, in that as well because it is sort of stuck in between. You've got Muldrew and Swan Hill, so there's services that are sort of either can't come or aren't mm. coming. So, um, yeah, it is a, a lot different to Swan Hill, mm. yeah, especially the opportunities for young people in yeah. Robinvale. Yeah, they're a lot different. And the talent that we have in Robinvale, yeah. um, both – creatively and athletically, yeah. um, even intellectually, you speak to some of these kids and sometimes, I don't know what it's like for you, but sometimes you sit down and have a conversation with some of these kids and you're like, wow. Yeah, they're brilliant. I just didn't have my life together or my brain function together yeah, enough to I just didn't have as much creative. Um, no. Yeah, they're, they're brilliant. I was a kid. When I was, you know, when I was 17, 18, 19, 19, I got 19-itis, I call it, you know, yeah. everything's inflated, your ego included, and you, yeah. you know everything. Yeah. Um, I was, uh, yeah, I was, I, I felt like when I look at these kids and what they're achieving now and the pathways that are that are available to them through programs yeah. like you think, we never had anything like that. But I was still, I look back and go, I was very immature and inadequate. Yeah. If yeah. you are what is being presented now as a young person, I look back and go, wow, we've got some amazing young people in Rumbar. Yeah. So the SRC group um, came up with, they did a talent show earlier in the year as yep. well. Um, and yeah, the amount of, um, dancing and singing and just, yeah, everything's just brilliant here. Mm. Um, and there's, yeah, there's a lot of intelligent kids here as well and they all want to do really well. So, Mm. um, any way we can try and facilitate them either, um, being more creative, um, and trying to provide opportunities, then we really want to try and do that. Mm. 
which is great. So do your survey, people. Yes, so please. Where can, we can find it on the YouThink website, yep. can't we? Um, so if you just look up YouThink Swan Hill, uh, there should be on the homepage, there'll be a link. Um, there's also opportunity for either service providers and community. Ah. Um, so it can be parents, it can be anyone that sort of um, has worked with young people. Yep. Um, and they get a, a survey as well. Unfortunately, they don't. They're not as lucky as young people and don't go into the running for a hundred bucks. But uh, yeah, so um, we want to hear from everyone, but in particular, we want to have a focus on young people, obviously. Great, and we will put that up on um, on our Instagram, Facebook, yeah, um, on our website as well, so people can find it. I think I know I've shared it before. Um, we'll give it a run on the central as well, yeah, because yeah, awesome. we you know we work closely with Marion and and the girls here, so we'll try and get it out to as many people. When's the deadline? When does it have to be done by? Um, so we're probably going to be closing the surveys. Um, in the second week of December, after the second week of December. Um, so, yeah, we've only got a couple more weeks left, um, but we really need um, as many young people to mm. fill out the survey as possible. And how do you, how are you drawing the $100 vouchers? Are they just drawn out of a hat? Uh, we'll do a randomised thing, yeah, so yeah. we can see. Um, and that's the other thing. The surveys are all anonymous. Yep. Um, the only way we see if you go into running is through the Facebook. So um, when you do share the link, yep. then we'll be able to see who shares the links and yep. things like that, and then we'll do a randomised Depending on their security settings, though. Yeah, exactly. If you've got your security settings too tight, you're not seeing yeah, who's sharing yeah. it. That's why I never win anything. Yeah, exactly. Mm. Maybe that's maybe that's why I don't win anything either well, as well. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. There you go. I have to change it. Well, thank you very much for sparing us some time today. No, you're right. You better get back to work and, and do your thing. Um I'm a huge fan of youth programs because, like I said, we didn't have anything like that when we were when I was growing up, yeah. and it, I think it makes such a difference. You know, you think Empower, Clontarf, Kesso groups, everything like that. I just yeah. think it's wonderful. So keep up the great work. Thanks. Make sure Sparksy gets onto state and federal government for more money. We'll try because it's important, and it's important for the for the young people in Robin Vale too. Notice how I haven't said the word youth. Trying to avoid it. (laughs) Thanks very much, Will. We will talk to you again very, very soon, I hope. No worries. Thanks, Jade. Now it's time to talk basketball because we haven't for a little while. Well, like five minutes. (laughs) We've got to look to a back and look at how are you both? Yeah, good. good. Yeah? Are you so you've got we spoke a little bit about it before when you were here with um with Trab. Tell your dad how you describe Travis. Come closer to the microphone. (laughs) Dopey sometimes. I think the word you used was doopy, which was yeah. far funnier. <laughs> and you're probably right. So with your Mildura Heat, you playing rep basketball. When's your next tournament? Um, in two weeks. And where are you going? Shepparton. That's a big one too, isn't yeah. it? It slowly gets bigger and bigger from Swan Hill to Horsham. Now Shep, it gradually gets bigger. More teams come from Melbourne. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah when they're only an hour or so away, yeah, yeah. it makes it – Swan Hill's four hours from Melbourne. So like We had Warnable come down to the Horsham one. That's good. Yeah, and Hamilton. Well, Hamilton's only an hour away from Horsham, really, isn't it? They're really good, though. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So how many more for the year is there? Three. Three. And where are they? Shepherd and Bendigo, Riverland, Adelaide, and then the Vic States. Yeah. So he's got to try and stay in the Division 1. Yeah. Because after Shepherd and – oh, yeah, after Shepherd and the the whole committee for – Majora Heat revised the whole team. Need to twitch or switch anything. The way they went in Horsham might have been able to change anything. Well, they won in Horsham, didn't you? Yeah. 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 And you didn't get MVP that game, did you? No. Nah, I couldn't make it two <laughs> tournaments in a row. <laughs> the team at the moment, you reckon's pretty – you don't reckon you could improve it much? No. Nah. 
No. Well, going with the other parents as well. Yeah. That's a solid team. I tell you what, it's a lot of travel for you guys though, isn't it? Yeah, it yeah. is. Good, tra- good travel to Majura three times. Three times a week. Tuesday, plays on Tuesday for his local club. Yep. Wednesday for Heat. Yep. Then Sunday, three hours training. Wow. <laughs> That's a lot of commitment from not what well, from both of you, from yeah. you as parents and you as well trying to fit in school. You're only in grade six, aren't you? Yeah. Yeah, school hasn't even begun to get hard yet. Still playing around, really. But all credit to you and Libby, because that's a huge commitment. Yeah. It shows on the court if it wasn't showing on the court. Well, that's it. Yeah. If you've got some talent and you're showing some talent, you may as well nurture it, because yeah. who knows what can happen. Yeah. And there's so many good pathways now to to go that next level and then to go professional. And, <laughs> hey, Ben Simmons was a kid from Box Hill. <laughs> that's not far for me either. No, that's right. Anything's possible. Do you watch a bit of the NBA? Yeah. Who's your favourite player? Giannis. Really? You know what? I get so used to hearing people say Steph Curry, LeBron, LeBron. The LeBron thing kind of annoys me. Yeah. And this is probably – you'd be too young to remember the greatest ever, and I will say the greatest ever, Michael Jordan. Yeah. Do you agree? Yeah. Thank you. And I know I I have this – I used to get into really big arguments about the LeBron-MJ thing. MJ. Different players, though. Before LeBron came in, it used to be Kobe and Michael Jordan. And I love Kobe. I'm still wearing Kobe's shoes. But different style of player. Yeah, it is. Aren't they? Yeah. I mean, LeBron. Michael's more of a scorer. Yeah, but also more of a, I mean, at the time, the Chicago Bulls were Michael Jordan and that's it. Yeah, that's it. But he played more of a um, a team game, whereas LeBron is LeBron and that's everybody else is irrelevant. So it's different. The game's different. The style's different. But. I think it was, it's still safe to say that MJ is still the greatest of all time. Always, always. Yeah. You going to agree, Luto? Yeah. Yeah, cool. <laughs> <laughs> so you better. So let's talk about local basketball and the All-Star game. So you're on the the basketball committee this year. Yep. Enjoying it? Yeah, it's good. Um, Just more what, young people, more fresh mind into yep. the committee. That's all we wanted. We've got Leon on board, Kyle. Still trying to get more young people to join in. Yeah. Which, which it helps, especially for the young kids that's in juniors. Mm. So everyone's got to say and the committee will come to meetings and that. But so far, so good. I think it's like that with every committee around town. There's loads of them, and yeah. trying to get people to commit to one or two different things can be hard sometimes. Yeah. And it's also hard, I think, young people don't want to step onto committees and and step on toes of the previous committee. Yeah. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. There's yeah. a bit of that. Yeah. I don't know whether it's intimidation or whether it's yeah. just like, oh. Okay, it took us a bit, um, me, Kyle and Leon, especially mm. when Leon. But Leon's good because he's, he's out there more like a – Public speaker kind yep. of person. Mm. So it was good that he joined in. Like it took a while for me to, to say what i got to say. Yep. But, yeah, now everyone's listening. Uh, me, Kyle and Leon came with the all-star idea. Yeah. Oh, Kyle came up with it. He would take the credit. <laughs> <laughs> so the all-star game's been made public. Tell, yeah. Give us the details. What's going on here? Um. Well, we came up with the all-star game and we're trying to make up like a uniform, like a date, what the team's going to call how yep. we're going to get the players to commit. Yeah. So we decided to pick as, as a team captain from every team. Mm-hmm. They will select if they want to put their, their name in. Yep. And one player. Yep. So from the whole – so we're going to have nine players for nine teams in women's and men's. Yep. Be two players from each. Yep. So when they come in, they won't be playing for the same team. We'll split them. Yeah, gotcha. Yeah. Good one. Yeah. Good one. Because <laughs> you do get – in a, a competition like ours, yeah. and I know with my girls, yeah. who I've got three sisters that have played together their whole lives, yeah. and they're great little basketballers, yeah, yeah. 
but it'll be interesting to see what happens if they're playing yeah. on separate teams. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I think. I think they'll be able to bloom like that. That'll then give them room to grow. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like you put you put three goldfish in a little in a little fish bowl, yeah. and they don't grow very big. Yeah. But you take one and put it in a fish pond, yeah. and then they get bigger. Yeah, that's it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Odd, odd analogy, <laughs> but work with me. Yeah, well, that's the whole idea of it. Yeah. And um, we're trying to come up with a team name. Mm-hmm. So we went back to um what, member members for the. Bicycle session, life membership. Oh, yeah. And the only person came up to me and Leo and Kyle was Turner and Cedric. Cedric, yeah, yeah. So we decided to name the teams Cedric and uh, Noda and Turner. Yeah, great. I was just going to say, it. Ha- one of the teams would have to be Noda, wouldn't it? Yeah. Yeah, awesome. So Excellent. We're, we're going to have that for men's and women's. Yep. And then we're going to have a three-point shootout. Yeah, great. Yeah. That's going to happen on the outside courts, isn't it? Yeah, that's just be the heat. Yeah. So we're going to open it out yep. to get more more members signing in to the comp. Yep. Great. And more helpers. Yep. And then we're going to have run the four rings outside. Mm-hmm. So it's going to run like heats, open heats. Yep. And then the two finalists or four finalists mm-hmm. will be after the women's game, before the men's game, in, indoors. Hey, that's cool. Yeah. Gotcha. Because we had an idea of a three-point shooter where – We'll ask a committee, we'll look at the statistics. Mm. So whoever's winning the three-point shootout will jump in there. Yeah. And then we're like, oh, well, hold up. But if we pick them, go in there, and then, then that team captain picked them for the All-Star game. Yeah. It's going to clash. Yeah. yeah. So we scratched all that, opened it up. Yep. So Because he's playing in Madrid, but it's not registered here. I can register him just with a three-point shootout. Really? Yeah. So we're trying to open it out to the community, even people. No, like us. Yeah. Donnie. Yeah. Donnie wouldn't be able to get through. <laughs> Donnie, would be, Donnie would be lucky to throw one up from under the basket. <laughs> Although, having said that, Donnie did come and take boxing on Tuesday, which we do in the stadium at the Leisure Centre. Yep. And he started throwing a basketball around. Yeah, yeah. And a couple dropped and I went, hang on a minute. I thought you said you couldn't play basketball. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I can't. I went, mm. <laughs> Someone's telling fibs here. Yeah. Because he didn't look too bad, so... I still reckon he'd struggle with three-point. I, I never learnt to shoot three-pointers. I was always the tall centre. Yeah. Like from the time I was younger than you, yeah. you know, I was always plonked in the middle and get told to jump and rebound. That's it. So I never learnt to. I was never one of the little ones that got to hang out on the three-point line. <laughs> so date, what, when is the, when's the All-Star game? It's on the 31st of February. Uh, Friday? But there's not a 31st in February. There's one in January. Yeah, there's January. Only- <laughs> January. Sorry. January. Sorry about that. January the thirty first of Friday, we're gonna make it a family family fun day for everyone. We're gonna have food. Would be Jack's dumpling. Oh, nice. Uh, Rose, I'll go then. Rose's donuts. Nice spaghetti. We're gonna have jumpy castle for the kids. Yep. And if there's three point shooting, I'm gonna. I'm trying to get more young kids involved. Mm. Especially like to bring the boys in. Like, so every every little kid on the court will have a like volunteer shirt. Yep. So they, so they stand out. Great. So they can run around and pick up balls and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, great idea. Just to get more involved. Yeah, yeah. that's a great idea. Yeah, because yeah, I've got, you know, kids that are too young to play. They can't even do Aussie hoops yet, but they love it and they'll run around chasing yeah. balls and stuff. So I get them inside most of the time. So it's mainly it's just an open ace <laughs> for everyone to come in. So you might come to a final where it be someone in under 12s versus a woman in, mm. you know what I mean? Could, yeah. Could end up like that. Yeah. Or could be Donnie versus... <laughs> Well, Stevie Pye. You are giving Donnie far too much credit. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> but it could be. Yeah, it could Stranger, be. When, when it's a competition, yeah. strange things do happen, yeah. especially when your last name's Falvo. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> yeah. So you're going to go in the three-point shootout? Yeah. How are you at shooting three-pointers? All right. You don't give yourself any credit, do you? Your dad, on the other hand, is the proudest father in Robinvale, if you go by Facebook. <laughs> Couldn't be any more proud of you. And you sit here and go, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm okay. I do all right and I train and give yourself a bit of credit. Stay humble, but give yourself some credit. Can you can you drop three-pointers? Yeah. Most of the time? Yeah. Yeah. See, there you go. That's a start. <laughs> well, keep up with it because, yeah, you never know exactly what could happen with a bit of dedication and commitment and training and all that kind of thing. Yeah. And, you know, it's hard work and it's a lot of travel, but do you enjoy it? Yes. Yeah. That didn't take – you didn't hesitate at all then. <laughs> do you enjoy it, Luca? Yeah. You love watching him? Especially, like – us as a family, me and my wife and my kids. Yeah. Just to be there, you know, just to watch the whole thing. And then after the game, hearing from other parents from other towns that played up, saying got a real talented kid, like, you know, it really, like, melts my heart, like, to see. Yeah. Like, I'm not the only one that can see it. Like, yeah. obviously other people can see it. Yeah. But from the day he went to Madura, like, everyone just clicked on him just straight away. So but Validates you not being... Having a little bit of bias, doesn't it? Yeah. Going, yeah, is yeah. my kid actually that good or am I being a bit yeah. biased? Yeah. Which it worked out when I took him to the, the tryout. It was only a tryout mm. after a hit. Mm. I asked him the question again because he's only 11. I asked him, do you want to have a crack of, do you want to have a tryout of Madura Heat? Just like a pre-trial, see how you go. He goes, oh, yeah, I have a crack. Went in there and then there was a, the coach he's got now, noticed him as soon as he got the ball and went up. And then, the, which is the Madura Heat. Manager was Lisa Townsend. Oh, yeah, yeah. He went for a drive. They'd done a drill where he, they wanted him to go hard at the basket. Mm. And as he went up, came back down, he knocked one of the kids over. Oh. Because, uh, how, you know, how, how he is. He yeah. just turned around and goes, oh, sorry about that. Picked him up. Oh. And then Lisa turned around and goes, sorry, don't be sorry. I love that. Yeah. Because they, they want to get him more aggressive. Yeah, more aggressive. Mm. Ever since then, told him to bring him back down for the tryouts. Awesome. Got in shadow. Yeah. yeah. It's that old story, isn't it? On, you know, when you're 12 years old and you're tall and yeah. you're showing a bit of promise yeah. and you're still really gentle, they want you to be more aggressive. Don't let it get out of hand, though. I remember I had that drilled into me as well. Be yeah. more aggressive, yeah. be more aggressive yeah. at the basket. And then you get to your mid-20s and you're out of control. Yeah. <laughs> then, then you need to take up refing to understand why you're getting fouled off all the time. Yeah. <laughs> Is that something that you might do in, in future? Yeah. Take up refing? It's something that I, I think personally, if you're a ref and you understand the rules of the game and why you're pulling up this, that, it just it helps your game rather than anything else, I think. Yeah. Just trying to put out that to Madura, like, that we have a lot of young talent here. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm. Like, especially in basketball, it's just they don't have that pathway or, you know, like the parents, like, they want to take him, you know. Yeah. Or they, want, they don't want to go up there to try their talents. Yeah. And then, you know, get let down and they put that come back. Mm. Which if it, like that, that's all it is with me and my wife. Because my wife, because we played basketball at a young age, all the juniors. So like, I've rep Ron Bell. Yeah. I played for Sonia Flyers. Yeah. And I, you know, I played, like, out of out of Ronbell for Beeble. Yeah. And my wife's done the same thing through Indigenous, through, the, I think it was the Melbourne Stars. Yep. And then from there, she got picked up by Danny Long Rangers under 18s. Really? So we got, like, knowledge of basketball. Yeah. To get to where, and always keep him grounded. Yeah, 
Good. That's important. Yeah. Melbourne Stars are still a really good team. Yeah. Because I played in the Indigenous, torn- uh, Indigenous tournament in March this year. Yeah. They're phenomenal. Yeah. Even from the juniors right up to the senior men, I don't know whether they end up winning it in the end, but they're – yeah, phenomenal, yeah. phenomenal basketball. But they're in Melbourne too, so they've yeah, got all of that development. Melbourne, and, yeah. Well, till when do you finish school? Like this year for school holidays. I don't oh. mean like in seven <laughs> years' time. <laughs> two weeks. Two weeks, do you? No. No, two, free. Three weeks. Yeah, right. Yeah. Okay, so middle of December-ish. He thought his holiday started in the Shep Cup because he's going to Shep in two weeks. Yeah. Best of luck with the rest of your tournaments. Best of luck with next year and everything going forward. We'll probably speak to you or Leon or somebody from basketball again before the All-Star game because that's really cool. So everyone needs to start thinking about um, who they're going to put in. You don't – if yeah, you're a that's team – That's all it is. Like if teams want to take it as a joke and just put two young players on there, it's their loss because mm. we're trying to plan out this All-Star to blow up. So if they just pick two juniors going there, they'll – but then broke up an All Star game and knows how big is gone. Maybe they should have put their name in. Well, yeah, and you, like the captain re- doesn't have to put their name in, though, do they? No, no, no. I wouldn't put my name yeah. in. No, I put no. I'd put two of my other girls. Yeah, and I know who I'll put in. Yeah, yeah. But they're going to have to work for it yeah. before I tell them that I'm going to put it in. Yeah, that's, um, all, that's all it is. Just people, hopefully, like we're, we're trying to get out there. The teams take it serious. Yeah, to so put their best player, two best players in there, because they're going to get split anyways. Yeah, but two best players and most discipline. Yeah. Because discipline's a big thing. Yeah, on the court. Yeah. And we've had – I was talking to Paula a, a, a couple of weeks ago about um, the tech foul rule. Yeah. Do you know about the tech foul rule? No. So one tech foul is one tech foul. Two tech fouls and you're off the court. Yeah. Three tech fouls, you're out of the stadium. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And it's just about that – having a bit of respect for the yeah, referee. For the referees, yeah. Yeah. Like I always try to – because I've noticed one of the under-12 games – they got asked to go to because my young son had to peel in for him. And one of the <clears throat> couple of boys on there just lost interest because mm. they were getting hard. And so when the ref calls for the ball, they'll just chuck it on the ground or, you know, they'll walk off, head down. Mm. So I, I waited till my moment till after the game. Then I came up and called the whole team in. You know, I spoke, spoke to them. Don, I think one of the team was Donnie's team. Yep. And I spoke to them about it's the long season. Mm. You know, you can't crack it and chuck the ball away whether you like it or not. Now, if you're getting if you're losing by that much and they come back next week, have another crack. Mm. At the end of the day, those two refs there, if they're not here, there's no game for you. Correct. So we're just trying to put out there, just go out there, have fun. That's what, that's what I've always been spoken to my boys. Mm. When you play a game of basketball, if you're not having fun and you're not enjoying it, there's no, no point of playing. Don't do it. Exactly. Yeah, that's exactly right. It's the same with the senior the seniors as well. Yeah. The senior women and the senior men. Um, you know, there's only a there's only a limited number of refs that will actually Ref the um yeah. the men's now. Yeah. That says something. Yeah. You know, it, we're not playing for sheep stations here. It's yeah. local Robin Vale basketball. Chill out a bit. Yeah. You know, and if you get called a tech foul, just whatever. Yeah. You know. I don't was, I was like that was one of them when I was playing. Yeah. I I've never been I used to get fouled off a lot. But yeah. it was only because I wasn't defending properly. Yeah. Because I'd had no idea about the you know, if you cl- if you're the one coming down and closing the cylinder, that's my foul. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No one had actually ever told. I had some great coaches in my juniors, yeah. but no one had ever told me that until I went to uh, until I played at Darwin. Yeah. And he said, "This is why you're getting fouled." And I went, "Ah, oh, penny dropped." <laughs> and I reckon I've had maybe the most was two foul. Oh no, I got fouled off in at the tournament in March. Yeah, forget that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But apart from that, you know, it's helped. So anyway, respect the um, respect the refs is yeah. what we're saying. Thank you both for coming in, taking some time out of your day. You've knocked off, so you can go and have a beer now. It's Thank Friday afternoon. Us. And we'll talk to you again soon. Cheers. Thank you. 
Thanks for listening to The Vale Podcast. Subscribe at thevalepodcast.com.au.